Hey everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us today. I'm your host, Craig Henson, and I am joined today by Lead Pastor Eddie Cox. Yes, I am here. Production Director Jacob Hammond. Hey, hey, hey. Jacob. What's up? And Worship Pastor Spencer Zook. How are you guys doing today? What's up, everybody? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing real good. That's what I'm talking about. Had some chicken fingers for lunch. Mm. Mm. Shocker. <laughs> Jacob went for the chicken fingers. <laughs> no way. Mustard. <laughs> Wouldn't believe that. <laughs> Seriously, Jacob, oh. how many days a week do you eat chicken fingers? Oh, man. The people way, need to know. Way too many. I would say at least once a week, if oh, not. Oh, come on, bro. Wow. If once I would say three, comfortably three days a week. I was about to say, yeah, I would say about two to three times a week. If we keep talking, it's every day. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> you're seriously keeping Tyson in business. I mean. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, whatever uh, company makes the sauces that you eat. Oh, my word. Kids. If you guys don't know me, I eat way too much sauce. Ken's, I actually hate <laughs> Ken's sauce. <laughs> anything well, but Ken's. That's the first Any, thing that came to mind. Anything but Ken's. I even eat like great value, you name it, but hand me Ken's and I'm going to put it in the trash. <laughs> I take of the what, day. What about coffee? How many days a week you guys drink coffee? Every day. Every, 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 every day. day. Every I think day. it's close to every day yeah. for me. I don't. I don't drink it if I'm not working. Really? Like Friday and Saturday? Really? I don't drink coffee. Yeah. That's well. Most of the time. I typically only have one cup a day, though, at home in the morning. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll have a cup here at, you know, at work, but yeah. most days, just one cup for me. Two for me. Yeah, I was most about likely. To say, I, I drink way too much coffee. It's yeah. not good we for We got my that body. fancy coffee machine at home, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to. You got to use it. it. That's yeah. right. It's <laughs> nice, though. Because, I mean, you're just chilling at home and something. Yeah. I want some good coffee. But. There's there's worse things than chicken and sauce and coffee, though. Yeah. A lot worse. You know, so yeah. you got that going. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, exciting stuff going on here at Marathon Church. And we just started a brand new series this past Sunday called Me and My Big Mouth. Mm. And um, I literally have to say that almost every day, me and my big mouth. <laughs> But Eddie, you uh, you kicked off the series. It was it was a great message, and this is for everybody. Like this topic of how we speak to one another, no one's immune to this. We all have to constantly work on it. And you started by talking about being quick to listen and slow, slow to speak. speak. Yes, yeah. that's the uh, that's the hard thing. I think we all we we're really good with words. Uh, I guess you could say good. I don't know. <laughs> We say a lot of them, let's say that, mm-hmm. and we don't listen a lot. So it's very hard for us to listen. We're not used to that. And that's why James was telling us, let's do this. This will change your whole life if you do these things first, quick to listen, slow to speak. That's what he was telling us. I'm actually really terrible. I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a really bad listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I go through times where I'm good at it, but I really have to focus. Like I really have to think about it. And in this podcast, it's hard for me to listen sometimes because <laughs> you know I'm thinking, oh, what am I? What am I going to say? That's my big thing. What am I going to say? And and that's it's it can really be hard in your relationships when you think that way. Yeah. Wait, go ahead. I, I want to hear gonna... this. I want to hear this <laughs> from the Chicken Man. Let's do it. <laughs> I was just going to say I feel like I'm I'm good at listening except for in my marriage. I I, 
I don't know. I always, I'm a fixer. So it's like immediately Allie says, you know, hey, like, you know, so-and-so is wrong. Like, instead of listening, I'm always like, well, why don't you try this? Why don't you do that? And something that I learned in marriage counseling was, hey, quit trying to fix it. Just She just wants you to listen to her. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that as guys, we come by that naturally. We always want to, especially with, with our wives, we always want to fix it. And, I mean, you're like 30 seconds into marriage, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you... Yeah, how long have you been married? A week? That? That's gender, <laughs> man. No, I, I think I'm typically a pretty good listener. Kelly says so, too, but um, sometimes I'm not. It happened literally, like, last week. Like, she was telling me something in a car situation, and I was like, well, why don't you just do this? And she's like, nah, just stop. I'm not looking for a solution. I just wanted you to listen. And I was like, gotcha. You could have led with that and then tell yeah. me the story. You know? yeah. <laughs> tell me first, then we'll know what to do. Oh, man. Amy actually will do that with me. She said, I, you, I don't want you to try to fix this. I just need to tell you this. I just need to vent for a minute or whatever. And uh, sometimes she'll give me a warning. But if she doesn't, I'm always going to try to fix it for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to go ahead and get it out on the table that the men speak twelve to 15,000 uh, words a day and the women are around 25,000. So I'm just telling you, we need to know how to listen because they got a lot to say. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I, I think that's always been a struggle for guys is that um, when we're out of words, we're kind of done and they're kind of just getting warmed up. Yeah. And, and that's, just, that's just how God made us. That's just mm-hmm. part, of, part of the deal. But if we don't if we don't figure out the listening part, uh, it's going to be rough on us. It's hard when I have I have two I have a daughter and a wife and they both night they, the night owls start at ten o'clock they're ready to go. Mm. I'm going to bed. <laughs> okay, that's the, my smile. Yeah. I'm like, please just you know put it in a memo or something. Just tell me tomorrow. <laughs> Do a voice uh, uh, yeah. voice memo. Yeah, yeah something. I'll listen know, to it. In I'm the like morning. I'm dying here. The one one of the things I have to do to listen is I have to repeat back to them what I heard. That that mm-hmm. way, I will stay focused. I'll say some things that that they said. Yeah. <laughs> besides, like uh huh, uh huh. You know, I will <laughs> say something, but uh, a lot of times they just people just won't be heard. It's bottom line. I've always been fascinated by the discrepancy in the number of words between men and women. And my, I guess my question is: Is it because we process things differently? As as guys, do we tend to more maybe internalize things more? And where the ladies are like, let's just talk this out. Well, I think ladies are better multitaskers than men. And so typically men, we're just kind of one-track minded. Like we focus on one thing at a time. Not that we might not be doing multiple things. Um, So I think we're thinking rather than speaking where they can think and talk at the same time. It may not always end up well. Well, I can. I'm multi. I mean, I can. I can watch a football game and eat brownies at the same time. It's not a big deal. I mean, you understand what I'm saying. My wife can be talking in the background. I mean, it's going. I mean, you know, I don't know what's happening, but I can do it. But you're locked in on that football. I'm game. locked in. <laughs> I don't think you got to be locked in on the brownie. <laughs> I am actually really, really good at watching sports and eating at the same time. I'm very I'm, good. I'm at good that. at that. I've mastered that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a terrible listener, though. I really am. I have to. I'm, I'm always thinking and moving, and it's probably just who I am. Can't stay in a meeting very long. I mean, if you're going to say something, let's just get to it. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. What's the, bo- what's the bottom line? I don't want to know how many houses you passed to get here. I just want to know what the bottom line is. 
and that's that's just that's bad for me. Me Meetings are a little bit painful for you, aren't they? They are. They very. (laughs) (laughs) They can get painful. You know, I I like making it happen. I like okay, let's get to what we're doing. Yeah, you think it's because men don't like to like sit still? I don't know. Like we want to always be doing something, or I I think Eddie would say that's his deal. That's my deal. Yeah. And even if he's not physically moving, I feel like your mind's like going all the time. Like you're you're dreaming, yeah. you know. I'm thinking of something. Think about the next putter yeah. you're going to make. I, well, I got this morning. <laughs> hey, this morning I went I went to lead tape. I went on YouTube yeah. six thirty, and I, they teach me how to put lead tape on my clubs. Six thirty, Eddie. I don't, I don't want to waste a day. I want to get out there, gracious baby. man. <laughs> You youngsters are going to sleep your life away. Oh, yes. <laughs> no. yeah, I've been See, getting up at 6 o'clock every day. All right. yeah. Oh, I'm very proud of you. Hitting the gym in the morning, so okay. changing my ways. So I want to ask, for, for the youngsters, for the youngsters, I want to ask, what is the difference in waking up and accomplishing something in the morning or staying up and accomplish something at night? Like working out or something like that. Yeah, like either working out or like let's say For, like Eddie Eddie woke up and looked up you know how to put something on a golf club something that he wanted to accomplish. Um, like sometimes I find myself like laying in bed and I'll be you know trying to figure something out, uh, reading a, a manual for a light or computer or something like that. But yeah, I mean I put an age on it, but I think it's really <clears throat> just more about like morning and night people. Like yeah. I've always been a morning person. Yeah, I'm I'm much more um, ready to get things done early than I'm late, and and then age age does come into it. You know, you get to be a certain age, and you're like, you know, nine o'clock at night, you're like, okay, all I can do right now is sit here and watch a movie. You know, so yeah. I, you, I was, are you saying that I'm that I am that age? I was actually talking about okay, me. Okay, I was but, wondering. Yeah. I think Spencer's reached that age. <laughs> I had 30. I'm there. Well, I mean, we can get spiritual with this if you want to uh, a little bit. Okay. Uh, okay yeah. Well, you know, Jesus go. did everything early in the morning. And one of the reasons why you do stuff in the morning is because you don't know what the day is going to bring. Mm-hmm. And you can maybe for, maybe not get to what you want to if you let the day get mm-hmm. to you yeah, first. That's the only that's the only reason, I would yeah. say. I could, I could see that. I could definitely agree with that. Because there's been times where it's like I want to accomplish something that I'm working on at night. But I need, you know, something from somebody else who's asleep, you know, something like that. Um, maybe I need um, audio from somebody or somebody to do something. Um, so I, I would agree with you there. Does your wife a night owl or a morning person? She is neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. All she, right. She, she, whenever she gets tired, she's ready to go to bed. And most of the time, that's around like 10 o'clock. So it's not super, super late. That's not bad. And then, but whenever she wakes up in the morning, she's not a happy camper either. It takes her like a good 20, 30 minutes to wake up. <laughs> My wife always wanted to talk. We go to bed. At night? Yeah. I'm like, she's not out. And I'm like, you just go ahead, honey. I'm listening. <laughs> You know, <laughs> see, my wife likes to clean at night. Oh, so wow. I'll be ready to okay. climb into bed and she'll start mopping the floor. But then I feel guilty because I'm not helping her. And I'm like, why, why are you cleaning right now, babe? <laughs> yeah. My problem is if, if, if I lay down, I'm out. Mm, so really? if, if there's any kind of, if we're going to, you know, lay in bed and talk, 
Like, I'm going to be snoring, and she's really not going to be happy in a few minutes if she's talking and I'm snoring. You know, so I'm like, if we're going to talk, I need to, like, go sit up on the couch and, you know, because that's the only way it's going to happen for me. Yeah, I would say I'm the opposite, though. I lay down in my bed, and my mind just runs a million miles a minute, and I cannot go to sleep. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it, that that never happens to me, ever. Yeah. I I could drink three cups of coffee at 8.30 at night and lay down at 9 and go right to sleep. Yeah, I, it's just, just, yeah. I, I, go to bed, is, I go to coffee bed doesn't thinking. Coffee me like that. Yeah, I go to bed thinking, getting up, writing. I write notes at night so mm-hmm. I can get some of it off my head for the morning so wow. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I get a list of things I'm doing the next day so I don't have to take them with me. So I actually gotta like be. that idea. Like if you're if you're thinking about something, like write it down, because a lot of times in the morning I wake back up in the morning and completely forget about what I thought about the night before. Spiritual, it's a spiritual principle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to write it down. Actually, I like that because I feel like getting it out, like getting it down on paper, is like okay, now I can go to sleep. You know, I I think a lot of of bright people and higher achieving people always have, and I don't do this, but have pen and paper next to their bed all the time. Yeah, that that they'll wake up and that's when they'll get their best idea or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's maybe, not because I'm not waking up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got sticky notes everywhere. I really do. Yeah, downstairs, upstairs. Y'all, I got yeah. I got so many notes on my phone. Y'all don't want to know how many notes are on my phone. You guys don't want to know how many unfinished song ideas I have in my voice memos. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> but I got to finish some. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Uh, Eddie, one of the things you you talked about Sunday is that that we we're not good listeners because we want to be heard. Um, I find that hard to overcome because I I do want to be heard, and we'll get into this being right thing. But I love to be right, and I pretty <laughs> much think I am right. And if I if I'm pretty sure I'm right, you're going to hear about it. That, that's that's hard for me. I think everybody thinks they're right, though. Mm-hmm. You you know what I'm saying? I think. Uh, my idea what happens to me you'll start talking like right now and it'll trigger something and you know it's hard for me to listen you know to mm-hmm. what, what's happening yeah but I think we all think that we are right when it mm-hmm. comes I mean we did everything today we thought was right for us mm-hmm. yeah and that's the hardest thing is to say I'm going to stop doing what's right and listen to what's happening around me and that and it's very hard to do that's what james said you could fix a lot of things if you would just stop talking and stop trying to be right that was that was his whole uh you know takeaway from the whole thing man i'm telling you what they should have renamed james the book of hot takes <laughs> good <laughs> gracious i read the book james of james and out, just like, now see I'm i like it i like james you know like i yeah he's right to it get to it get to the but you know yeah i don't need a story <laughs> right i just don't yeah. need tell me what i need to do <laughs> i don't need all that just, see you know see i love the parables i know I think, you do <laughs> i think we experienced that in our culture the past in our world the past couple of years is like so much has been going on all these all this tension with everything and in the culture and people have had to stop and you know listen to what's going on but a lot of people don't want to do that because they thought they were right you know so mm. they would just keep going and make things worse oh, rather than just step back you know that's so true well you had to you know, take you had to get off facebook mm-hmm. because you had so many people that that were saying what they thought was right and you didn't agree with it and you had you just got away from it right that's what usually happens to all of us well and two there was this this 
tweet from like a a lady who's a pastor um and she's like why do we let the the like conversations that should happen within like close people that we know happen in the great expanse of social media mm-hmm. um because sometimes like we just need to process things together in our own group of people and come to a conclusion about something and instead we're like oh i'm gonna come to this conclusion on social media and you get thousands of opinions and in the real sense is like all you need is your group of people in the word you know you know i go ahead no i was just gonna say i think twitter is exactly what we're talking about it's about Mm -hmm. I can put this out there because I'm right. It, it's it's yeah. It's the place where we go to say, "Hey, I'm right," and it. it but it hasn't de- decreased our words. I think it's it's just amplified this whole idea of being right, and and it's given us more words. Well, and two, it's like how many times does the saying like "actions speak louder than words" have to be said for us to get it through our skulls that like we don't need to make a post saying what we believe whenever we can just live the way we are and the people around us will see what we believe um yeah i just it's good so social media and like that's one thing that gets me fired up is i really just don't feel like social media is a place for politics because i mean you're speaking to thousands of people one of those people aren't gonna agree with how you feel about something you know, and that, I mean, that's one of the topics that we would always avoid, you know, yeah. at family gatherings, at, at yeah. Thanksgiving or whatever. And it, it probably should overflow into social media. It's probably something we shouldn't talk about on social media. Yeah. Can't we find something else to talk about there? Yeah. yeah. Well, and too, it's like social media started out as a place like it was made for fun to keep up with each other and like post pictures and that sort of thing. And I'm not saying like. It's not a place to like gain information, but I'm just saying like what what's what is you getting on social media and spilling your guts about politics or whatever you believe that is controversial gonna help whenever you know the people on the other side of the screen don't agree with you. Like you're just gonna argue through a screen, you know? Yeah. I think it comes back to people <clears throat> wanna be heard. Absolutely. Know? They just they wanna be heard. Well and, and sometimes think they're right. But, I mean, that's the reason why James says be slow to speak and slow to become angry, quick mm-hmm. to listen. If they put it on uh, Twitter or Facebook or something, they feel like, you know, at least somebody's listening, I guess. <laughs> because you can get a like out of it. Well, yeah. Somebody is listening, <clears throat> yeah. you know. But, I mean, how much more impactful is it? Like, for example, I had a friend of mine last night. Um, we were talking. And he was talking to me and he was explaining something that he was upset about that happened between you know like a a group of people that he's involved with and we we talked through it and at the end of it he was he was you could just tell there was not not a resolve in the sense of like hey i'm okay with this but a a piece of like hey i'm 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 not wrong about how i feel about this but he didn't have to get a thousand opinions on it and post it on social media and get you know someone upset about it um i don't know i just at the end of the day for me it's like social media is just not a not a place for controversy it's a place for 
let's just like enjoy keeping up with each other you know well james would say the relationship overrides all things right yeah. so i don't think people if you were on all the social media people put them in the room i don't think they would say the same things looking at each other that's true yeah i don't think they yeah. would and what james would say is that you should not say the same things yeah. I should not. I can't choose sides if I'm a Democrat or Republican or a Clemson fan or a Carolina fan. I just alienate everybody, and it's not worth losing relationships over the words. Yeah, and over the choosing mm-hmm. those sides. And I think that's this is what James is telling us: stop choosing sides, stop saying, try, stop trying to be right, and it's the relationship that you're after. That's well, what he was saying. You said it this way sun, Sunday, Eddie. You said you you can write the people you love right out of your right, life. Yeah. Mm. You can. I mean, that was heavy duty, man. I mean, think about it. If you don't ever have to be right, how much – I mean, really, that just – that's freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be right at home, even though we all know we are. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. So uh, – but I'm just, that's, that's the thing. With faith, I'm like – I know I'm right. I'm I'm the old guy, and I got the bucket of wisdom. <laughs> you know, right, I can yeah. tell you how this is going to go. I know, and she was well. No, it's not. You know, she knows more than me, but I. You know, it's not worth a fight to lose a relationship, and you can. Yeah, and I've even like I've seen that personally. I have a friend of mine who's who's very uh, quick to just like if he feels a certain way about something, he'll post it on social media. And I've had friends literally like unfollow him, not want anything to do with him, just because of the simple fact of he feels like he's right and he wants to put it out there and everybody know that he's right. And if someone doesn't believe what he believes, he wants to change their mind. And you're just not going to do that through a screen. Like there has to be a relationship there before you can change someone's mind about something. And and I'm not saying social media is the devil because. You know, I think social media yeah. is a great thing, and we all, you know, interact with it and that sort of thing. I think it's great keeping up with people and that sort of thing. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, man, quit quit trying to change people's minds on it because you're not going to. you got to build a relationship before you can speak life or truth into somebody. 100%. I mean, I was listening to a podcast last week, and they were talking about maybe talking to somebody who's agnostic or atheist i mean have as christ followers have we ever stopped and asked them how they came to believe that mm. or what they base those beliefs on we never ask we just we just want to talk at them yeah. and try to convince them and and i hate to say it because i've been this guy i've never really tried to understand them mm-hmm. i've never tried to understand where they're yeah, coming we, from we just shut them down before mm-hmm. you know so I, i'll give you a, a great example i have a an a nephew, let's see, I can't remember what. Somehow I'm connected, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's gay, all right? And so parents come to me and say, what do I do? I say, you don't do nothing, you love them. Exactly. You know, kind of thing. But when you, so the question was, what do you do? Well, ask him why these things are. Yeah. And that was a lot of great information for the family. Instead of just shutting him down or thinking I'm right and you're wrong or whatever, uh, why don't you ask? Why are you? Why do you think? Wh- why are you a Democrat? Right. Why are you a Republican? What are you? Why? Instead of just shutting yeah. it out. Yeah. And this is what James said. This is how you learn by listening. If you can learn how people, you know, because what you're after is not to be right. It's the relationship, yeah. not just between you, 
but also with Jesus Christ. So I'm going to alienate everyone that doesn't think like me and, and miss the whole kingdom. And that's and James yeah. says that is not that's what good. we're going to do. Well, and sometimes, too, what we miss is our, our own want to be heard. They have that exact same want. So Absolutely. Sometimes, sometimes it takes just taking a second and letting them be heard to create that relationship so that you can speak truth. You, you said something really poignant Sunday that as, a, as an introvert scared me to, to death. But you, <laughs> but you said, yeah, why don't you maybe say, hey, could you tell me more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. Because I, I, I want conversation to be, you know, short and to the point. Well, that's me. And uh, but, you know, who you dealing with? We had a waitress uh, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday night, went out to dinner and she began to tell her whole life story to us. I mean, completely, I don't know where this came from, of where she was going, what was happening. I mean, I mean everything you could think of, and we were just in, in amazement of this conversation. Yeah. And the, what happened was we, we called her name. We, we knew her name from her name tag, and we just said, uh, you know, hey, Cynthia, I think it was, you know, we need more water or whatever. And that was a green light for her to come tell us her whole life story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was the. And so I looked around the table. I said, "Who's going to tell her? Tell me more." You know what yeah. I'm saying? But she had so many words to unload, and it, it is hard for I mean to look at your wife and say, "Is that all you got, honey? Tell yeah. me more." Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's but that's probably the most important one. Yeah. You know, to be able to look at your wife or spouse and say that. Um, whenever Kelly and I got married, it's been seven years now. Uh, but ooh, Eddie ooh. did a little bit of counseling with us, and that was the one thing Jacob experienced this too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was the one thing he he said always always ask her, you know, or always tell her, tell me more. Whenever she tells a story or whatever, unloads, you know, something on you, and you just say, tell me more. Um, that's the one thing you do. Yeah, so. and it, and I say kind of jokingly sometimes, but. And the end, if you really think about there's it, there's a lot of truth in it. Yeah, I was about to say there's a lot of truth because, um, because of our want to be heard, you know. I I think it's that that is super great advice, and it, honestly, it's something I have to get a lot better at. Um, Saving what, everybody's marriage. <laughs> I told him I was going to save him, son. Yeah, here I, we go. Yeah, you did. You, I'm gonna I'm gonna save your your friendship, your marriage, your relationship with your kids. Well, and two, what you don't realize is, like, maybe that waitress has been stuck at home alone or, you know, just doesn't have people surrounding her that that love on her. But just you calling her name, Cynthia, and remembering, you know, who she was and listening to her, that could change her life, you know, just because you being willing to hear her. Well, if you heard a story, you knew exactly why she was talking so much. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She has nobody here. She lives in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. People died from COVID. She's got to wow. go back. This is just on and on. You knew that yeah. she just yeah. like it was the moment where you should have said. We should have said, just tell me more. And that's the reason why yeah, she needs really. to be here in community. And those yeah. settings are the hardest too. When you're at a restaurant, and oh. you're like, just give me my food. I'm like, just give me some water. Sweet tea. Like, Sweet tea. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm thirsty. But, yeah. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta always be aware. I know. You know. I think you make a great point though, Jacob. I think there's an innate loneliness in our culture now oh yeah mm-hmm. people have no idea how much they need the community that a church or other organizations could provide yeah. um, but now more than ever we need this you know the pandemic and everything is is telling us be away from people and and there's there's immense loneliness in our culture right now 
Yeah, and too, what you're starting to see is like an it, it's like an acceptance of it's okay to be lonely. It's okay, not even also just loneliness, but depression and anxiety. Like you're starting to see people accept that, and I don't know where that's coming from because, um, you know, it's it's never okay to just be like, hey, I'm not okay, but but that's okay. Like I'll just you know wallow in it. You know, yeah. I'll just be exactly where I'm at, and that'll be fun. Um, God has so much more for us, for sure. Um, so much more joy and peace and happiness that we can we can step into. It. And I'm not saying that you know those things aren't easy, but to to just accept it and be like to own that as your identity of you know, hey, I'm just gonna be um, depressed or anxious, and I'm just gonna own that as my identity. Um, now I'm not saying again. I'm not saying it's not an issue, but to no, to just accept it um, and to live in that um, that identity. Whew, yeah, that no nobody needs to live that way. Yeah, for sure. What one of the other special for me special things you said on Sunday, and and we can end with this if you guys want. But you said that we we think I don't know why they would do that, say that, believe that. And I probably say that every day. Oh yeah, in some form yeah. or fashion, and it's it's really hard. And I'm and I'm called to understand people, but it's really hard for me to understand people sometimes. But if I don't listen, I'm never going to understand them. Yeah, I, I I can understand. I can hear them, and it still doesn't make sense to me. But that's how it makes sense to them. Mm. You know. So what am I trying to do? Am I trying to make them right? They're making me right. What does James say? It's not about either and under that. It's not about being right. It's about the relationship. So can two people who disagree be in the same room? That's that's the question because the kingdom, what he was telling us, is much bigger than you being right. And that was the heart. And that's what he was seeing in his culture. It's the same same thing happening now. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that here we are two thousand years later and. Um, we don't we don't want to be around people who aren't like us. We don't want to we don't want to be around somebody who has a different opinion than us. We want everybody to think like we think, and I mean that's yeah. it's a scary place to be. He called it it, it will become a moral issue. Mm-hmm. He called yeah. that out. It he will did. become so deep that you will not be able to be in the same room with people you disagree with if you don't fix if you don't take off the jackets. What he said, you know, take off the right you know the right jacket. And be able to get in the same room. He said it will become a moral issue, and he talked about becoming evil. All these things will happen if you're not careful. Yeah, and I mean, too, I think whenever we're so quick to speak, like just some of the verses that you taught us this week, it says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And sheesh, man, like just the, the amount of times that I've seen someone get angry and just let it spill instead of controlling their mouth. Um, yeah, I don't think that honors God. Well, anger, human anger produces rightness, not righteousness. Mm. That's it. That was the whole yeah. concept of the, even in Greek, you go back and look at that. It's the same yeah. thing. It produces mm-hmm. the wrong, it produces rightness, not righteousness. And that's not, not that's what good. God was looking for. I and love what you so said. Good. I love what you said, Eddie, about the relationship. I think that that's my favorite thing about this place is that we pursue relationships 
not um not not rightness you know we don't want to push our beliefs into somebody we want to show them the love of god and then hopefully through that they realize who he is you know um that's what i've loved about this place from the moment i set foot on campus this has been all the way from the beginning yeah you know we're not we're not here you know if you're going to get right get right with god don't, yeah. you know, don't try, you don't have to get right with me or anybody else. Yeah. Just get right with God, and that's the whole deal. Yeah, I think we walk toward the messes. Yeah, that, we do. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. That's a great trait for a church to have. I think this is one of one of the churches that I think a lot of churches say um, a lot of the same things, like everybody's welcome. But the marathon is one place where I really believe everybody's yeah. welcome. Like you it's can true. walk in, it really is. No matter what yeah. you believe, how you've been living, uh, how you've been act in whatever and you'll be loved yeah um you know and you'll have a you'll have a space to pursue a relationship with jesus and and get right and not be judged we've seen that from the most church person to the most unchurched person that has walked through our doors um just be happy and feel welcome um and we've seen it over and over and over um so yeah so eddie you started us uh, this past Sunday, talking about being quick to listen. This week, you're going to talk about our words. It's going to be the tongue this week. Mm. It's going to be bad. Well, it's untamable. <laughs> yeah, and the Bible. I mean, there's no way to control it. Actually, yeah, I mean, you really have to be paying attention because you can kill people with your words. That's this week. Yeah. It's going to be a it's going to be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking forward to it, man. Yeah, hey guys, the fun. series is yeah. me in my big mouth, and uh, it's going to continue on Sunday. Uh, join us in person at 9.30 or 11, or join us online. You can always catch our content online. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.